Welcome in, everyone, to a special edition of Global Dynasty Sports Talk Radio. On this edition, Blake talks about what he would do with GM power of Minnesota United within the confines of MLS. What will Blake do with GM power? Special edition number 11, Minnesota United Transfers Part 1 into MLS begins right now. Yeah. Microphone check. Look. Uh. All we do is go, go, go. KCD, no, no, no. Global Dynasty Sports Talk Radio. Yeah, we on for show. With the host Black and Taylor. You already know they down for whatever. When it comes to sports, there ain't no jokes. Already know that they into, so you better come in tune in. Cause you know what this about. Gonna make you scream and shout with all the nasty news. This the dynasty, cause you don't know the breaking rules. Telling you what it do's, giving you the insight. And best believe they're doing it right. Every day and every night. Only question is, yo, is you ready to take flight? Greetings, greetings. Welcome in, everyone, to a special edition of Global Dynasty Sports Talk Radio. Special edition number 11. Minnesota United's offseason into MLS edition. Part 1. Welcome in, everybody. Blake Plonsky hanging here with you today on Wednesday, December 19th, 2018. No, this is not episode 89 of Global Dynasty Sports Talk Radio in our chronological order. Taylor had a dental issue today, so we are pushing off uh, this week's episode, hopefully to tomorrow. We shall see. Uh, We will see how that goes. But for now, you got me riding solo, Blake Plonsky here, ready to give you the lowdown of something that I've been prepping for for a couple weeks now. So many people have asked for it. Taylor, being a new fan of MLS and soccer in general, has asked for it. And a couple of our fans have asked for it. Actually, <laughs> let, let me be fair here. More than a couple. And I've made you guys wait long enough for this. So without further ado, Minnesota United's offseason part one. This one is all about MLS. Into MLS. Now, what does that mean? Well, that means this will be broken up into two parts to make it easier to listen to. Part one will be into MLS, strictly about Major League Soccer players, about who I would bring in from Major League Soccer from other teams, uh, players who have had their options declined, contracts declined, traded from other teams possibly, and so on and so forth. Any possible transaction way of coming into Minnesota United from Major League Soccer is on the table here. Without further ado, let me pull up my notes. I just have to find it here. Uh, I've got two pairs of notes here. Let me find which one I am looking for. I believe it's this one. Okay. All right, everybody. So for those of you who have listened to uh, Global Dynasty Sports Talk Radio for a while, thank you so much for your listenership. We always appreciate it. Share us with your family, your friends, your coworkers, just someone that you happen to pass on the street. Just share us with anybody. We always appreciate your listenership. 
as I was saying, a couple of weeks ago, Minnesota United exercised their player, their player contract options, and we lost a ton of players. So far, we haven't made any made any moves, which is really interesting to say the least. I found out uh, Minnesota United's first rumor that I saw that came down the newswire. Though that is about an international transfer, so I will not talk about that at the current moment. This is all about MLS. So, what would Blake Plonsky do with GM power? All right, here, all right, let me tell you. Let's start it off with, let's see here. Okay, so I think, let's actually go back, let's go back to front. Okay, back to front. Uh, goalkeeper is uh, an international transfer, so I will... Uh, Keep you guys waiting on that one for part two. Okay, let's move up to the back line. So right now, we need fullbacks. We need right back. We need a left back. We're talking to Eric Miller. Eric Miller from the Colorado Rapids. Colorado Rapids 2017 Player of the Year. Traded to Minnesota United early in 2018. Don't know if he's going to be back. So the first thing that I would do before we do anything, before we make any moves, I would take Francisco Calvo, center back, captain of the team, move him to left back. He plays left back for his national team of Costa Rica. He plays left back very well. He's got great concentration. He's a good tackler. I think he would do much better than what we've had so far, Eric Miller notwithstanding. So you move, uh, sorry, Francisco Calvo to left. That leaves an opening at center back. That is for part two. That's an international transfer. Got Michael Boxel. I still don't know how I feel about him right now, so let's move to right back. Okay, right back. Let's start out with Jose Villarreal. Played in Orlando City last year. Orlando City is purging players. They declined the option on Jose Villarreal. He would be a cheap option, I think. Is he the best one? No, but he has a salary cap charge of $84,999.96. So $84,999.96. That is a cheap option. You need those guys to fill up the roster on the back end. You need those depth guys, those guys that aren't going to be a huge charge to your budget if you're going to bring in, say, a designated player or a guy that has a bigger uh, budget charge uh, to lead your team. So Villarreal, while he's had a tough go, yes, he had his option declined, and it's not a huge thing to get people all in a tizzy about and go, oh, that's a that's a huge thing. But you need those depth guys. You need those guys in a pinch. Here are the four guys that I would target within MLS. So Villarreal is number one. I'm going from the cheapest budget option up to the most expensive, just so that's clear. Up next, Saad Abdul Salam would have a budget charge of $106,480. He did not play, I don't believe, at all. I don't have that he played at all in my research at New York City FC last year. A promise of playing time should be able to entice him over. 
We would also have to trade with New York City FC now that I'm thinking about it. I don't have it in front of me that we would have to do that. But encourage him by promising him playing time. Say, you will get the starting job. Look, you didn't play there. You will play here. Have Adrian Heath, the current coach, promise him that. Say, I promise you, you will play every single week. Abdul Salam is is good in the air. He holds the ball well, and he doesn't dive into tackles. That is a good thing that you want out of a fullback, and he's not very slow getting up and down the flank to begin with. Up next, Matt, Pol uh, Matt Polster, $109,890. Matt Polster is the right back currently of Chicago Fire, so you would have to make a trade there as well. Again, and sometimes you got to get something to give something to get something. You know what I mean? Matt Polster, yes, he had an injury last year. So some may say, I don't know about that. I don't know how his legs are going to hold up. I believe in Matt Polster. Again, this is what I would do. Matt Polster is an underrated passer for a fullback. And he's a great dueler in the air. So I think he's a good option. I still would go with Saad Adul Salam, number one. Matt Polster, number two. A dark horse here that I think nobody is looking at has a bigger budget charge, yes, is Scott Suter, the uh, Swiss, Swiss excuse me, international. A uh, budget charge of 225000 He only had six fouls and zero cards. No yellow cards, no red cards. Had six fouls in over 1,500 minutes last year. So let's see here. That's, uh, I didn't do the math. Let's see here. 15,000 minutes, or 1,500, excuse me, 1,500 minutes. And I do this live on the air. I apologize. Divided by 90. Uh, close to 17 games. We'll round up. So 17 games, give or take. He only had six fouls in 17 games out of a fullback, a guy who's getting attacked down the flanks, a guy who's got wingers coming at him all day long. Possibly another fullback overlapping the winger coming at him all day long. Only six fouls in 17 games. I think anyone who's a fan, Taylor, myself, anyone out there who is also a fan will take that any day of the week. Yes, it's a bigger budget charge jumping from 100 and we'll, we'll, uh, we'll round up to 110,000 of that pollster to 225,000. But again, six fouls and no cards over 1,500 minutes. You can't deny that. That is a good, solid option, possibly even a depth option if you want to go the international route. This is all about MLS right now. I would seriously look at Scott Suter right now. Lastly, for MLS, as far as right backs are concerned, budget charge of 271875 Uh Former Portland Timber fullback, uh, Vitas. I am not going to pronounce his full name. Don't even go there with me. <laughs> MLS fans, I know what you're thinking. I'm calling him Vitas right now. I am not touching that full name with a 10-foot pole. He played zero games in 2008 after his trade. Another thing with like Abdul Salam, same deal. Promise him playing time. Good, a great air dueler, uh, holds the ball really well. A good shielder on the ball with his back, with his back to a player. I know that he got traded and he didn't play. Like Abdul Salam, I'm not giving up on these guys. I like both. I like, obviously, I like the guys that I'm mentioning 
on this list. I'm not bringing them up out of out of the out of the sky. I almost said a bad. I almost said a bad word there. <laughs> I'm not bringing these guys out of thin air. I'm picking guys that I like that don't have options that are easier to get. Sure, there's a couple of guys that we would have to trade for. Yes, but I think there is a good way to get these guys. Tomorrow is re-entry draft uh, stage two, which means when you pick a player this time, instead of having to give them a bona fide offer of what their contract of what their salary cap number is, excuse me, you can negotiate their own con- your own contract this time. So you pick any one of these guys tomorrow. You can pick outside of Polster, who's still on a team, and Abdul Salam, who's still on New York City FC. You can negotiate your own contract. I think, okay, I get passing in re-entry stage, stage one. I get that. We, I, I, we need to take somebody. We need to give the fans something to get excited about. So that's what I would do. I would take somebody. I don't know who from my list, but I would take somebody. Let's see here. Okay, so all these MLS guys... This next one, he's not in MLS currently, but he was in MLS. So I'm kind of taking some liberty with this one. Chance Myers. For those of you who do not know, Chance Myers was a longtime sporting Kansas City player. Before that, Kansas City Wizards. Drafted in 2008. The first overall draft pick in 2008, Chance Myers. I know what everyone's thinking. Injury, history, he's 30. He's a better tackler than people give him credit for, though. That's the thing. People hate on Chance Myers because of his injury history. He could be a cheap option for the simple fact that he's playing in the USL right now. So I don't think he can demand a huge contract right now. But you could say, hey, we're giving you a lifeline here in MLS. You'll be a depth guy. You won't start, but I think having his leadership in there cannot hurt. You know what I mean? All right, let me see here. Those are my right backs that I've got. Let me go to center backs. Okay, center backs and MLS. Richie Marquez, a salary cap charge of 145000 Another guy who didn't play at all in 2018. But Richard Marquez, or Richie, depending on how whatever you want to call him, has improved every single year in the league. He has. I think, I, I actually, I can't even say I think. I don't know the reason. I try and compartmentalize it in my head as to why the union would let him go, and I can't figure it out. Is this one of those things where union fans are kind of in the doldrums of Major League Soccer, and they say, well... Now you know well how we feel. You know now. Now you understand what we're thinking. Why our team is this and that and the other thing. Richie Marquez, I think, would be a good option to look for again. But in that state, you would have to shift Francisco Calvo out to left again. As myself as GM, Blake Plotsky here as GM, you have to shift Francisco Calvo to left. I have some international options that I'm looking at. We'll get to that in part two. Richie Marquez would be a nice depth option. Another guy that I've always liked, a salary cap charge of $158,333.33. Kevin Ellis, 
a longtime Kansas City Wizards slash Sporting Kansas City player. He would be a good depth option. Uh, contract declined uh, from DC United this year. Another, I, I actually would take Kevin Ellis before I would take Richie Marquez, so that's clear. Not to say that he's any better. I just, I've always had a soft spot for Kevin Ellis. That, that, it's just, it, that's just me. He's a good tackler, but even a better interceptor of the ball. You know, a ball comes in, say a nice long through ball comes in. Kevin Ellis is a great step up, throw his leg out, intercept, you know, ping that ball away or intercept the ball, take it, pass it, and either run with it or pass it up the field to another player on Minnesota United. Okay, before we continue, I'm actually going to cut out my second-to-last option because I don't think fans would be very receptive to that, and me as GM need to have good reception from the fans and the transactions that you make. Want to keep my job here. My last center-back option is is a Hail Mary, and I'll explain why. But it might not be as big of a Hail Mary as you think of it once I say the name. Sporting Kansas City center back Ike Opara, a salary cap charge of $324,999.96. Ike Opara is great in the air. He is a guy that gets forward on corners, heads in two, three, four goals a year, He's good for, I mean, almost five a year. He's good in the air. He's a decent tackler. Yes, he's had injury problems, but here's the thing. No injury issues in the last three years, which would make me think that he's around it. I would want to bring him in. Yes, he's a starter in a tandem with Matt Beasler in Sporting Kansas City right now, but here's the kicker. Not necessarily to say that Ike Opara wants to leave, but... Michael Parra wants a raise, and I don't know how high Sporting Kansas City is willing to go or even if they want to do that at all, which would make him unhappy, which would make him want to move, be frustrated, and possibly open the door for Sporting Kansas City to trade him. I've always been a fan of Ike Parra. I like his style. I like that he's tough. I like that he stands tall. I like that he's a hard guy to get past. I like that he's mentally tough. You can't break him down too easily. And again, just all around a decent enough defender. Yes, he's going to commit maybe uh, more fouls than, say, the guy next to you. Well, then again, uh, Michael Boxel next to him. Again, if Michael Parr is starting and Michael Boxel's next to him, I guess it's a horse apiece in that, <laughs> in that race there. Sorry, Michael, but, you know, just calling a spade a spade, my man. But I think Icopara can be had for the right deal. I have to put feelers out to Sporting Kansas City to see what they're willing to take, see if they'll bite on anything. You, you know, you throw a big enough piece of bait out to somebody, somebody's going to grab it. And, you know, you throw a big enough piece of bait out there, maybe Sporting Kansas City takes a bite out of it. We will see. But that is what I would do. Okay. That is my defensive moves within MLS. Again, yes, that doesn't address every issue, but I do have international transfers. Again, that is part two of Minnesota United's offseason. Okay, moving up. Well, actually, no. This guy is a center back, so but I would use him differently, so we'll continue with this. 
A uh, budget charge of sixty-seven thousand five hundred. Nick Beasler, Matt Beasler's younger brother. Nick Beasler is a uh, center back, but I wouldn't use him that way. He can play center back, he can play defensive midfield, and he can play center midfield. I would deploy him as a defensive midfielder or a center midfielder. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, but Blake, why would you do that? Well, here's the thing. Nick Beasler is 6-1. And uh, he's got better feet than people give him credit for. He's a very underrated passer of the ball. I think he could be a nuisance in the middle of the park, in front of the back line as a defensive midfielder. He could frustrate some opposing teams with his size and just being just kind of that that kind of that jackrabbit, that kind of raccoon just in the middle, just kind of just just kind of chipping away at you. I think Nick Beasler is tenacious. I think he's hungry. He he didn't get any MLS playing time until he was a member of Real Salt Lake. He got drafted in 2015 by the Portland Timbers, played for the Timbers for two years, didn't play a single game. Last year, uh, went to Real Salt Lake, or not last year, 2017, excuse me, went to Real Salt Lake, didn't play a game either. So for three years, Nick Beasler did not play a game. Finally, last year, he started 15 games, played 22 total, played a total of uh, 1,400 minutes. So being that he's a, a more sturdy, solid piece to Real Salt Lake, to a point, again, didn't, play, didn't start every game, 14 starts, but he's played 22 games. So it may take a bigger offer than you think to Real Salt Lake to get Nick Beasler. But again, for the guys, I know that I'm throwing out a lot of things that people are kind of probably going, huh? I see things in all these guys that I'm that I'm talking about. I'm not crazy. I like all these guys that I'm talking about, or else why would I bring them up? Especially Scott Suter, Saad Abdul Salam, Nick Beasler, and Vitas. I just there's something about those four guys that I just think have something that is untapped so far. Especially for again the fact that these guys aren't playing. I just, I see it. There, if there's something there that's not out yet, especially for Nick Beasler, I'm telling you. Let's see here. Moving up. So defensive midfield center of the park. Uh, if you watched my waiver draft video on our Facebook, facebook.com slash global dynasty STR, go there, give us a thumbs up. We always appreciate it. Adam Naheim. Adam Naheim. Doesn't play a lot. Got his contract uh, declined by Philadelphia Union. Here's another kid that I like. Like Nick Beasler. Not as much as Nick Beasler, but I do like this kid. I see I see something in him. I, with Naheim, I can't explain what that is quite completely. But there's something that I can't pinpoint about his game that I just kind of Scratch my beard and I go, hmm, interesting. I don't know what it is. He's not a starter. He's a depth guy, but he's he's got a low budget charge, a little bit more than Nick Beasler, 700 or 700, 71,504 cents. So he's a nice depth option. Just something to think about. 
here's a bigger option that I don't know is feasible, especially, I just, I don't know right now. And here's why it's complicated. So everyone who's a fan of Minnesota United knows that we don't really have a true out and out number 10. We just don't. We, we have wingers that we kind of shift inside and we play behind uh, Angelo Rodriguez and Abu Dunladi and things like that. Well, you know, when Kevin Molino's healthy, we'll shift him in, you know, uh, uh, Darwin Quintero when needed, you know, shift him in or play in. Uh, behind uh, behind the forwards there. Again, Abu Dunladi, Angelo Rodriguez. But we don't have a true out-and-out out number 10. Here's another Hail Mary. A salary charge of $885,000. So huge. Way bigger than anything that I've brought up so far. Another guy that I brought up in the waiver draft. We, we passed on our waiver draft selection. We didn't take anybody. Mark Radkowski. Uh, Radkowski was on loan with the New York Red Bulls all year. Uh, on loan from uh, 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 partner club uh, Red Bull Leisepeg in Germany in the Bundesliga. Mark Radkowski shows leadership, good tackling ability, makes the key pass when needed, and gets back and plays on defense. Not a lot of number 10s, you can say, do that. A lot of number 10s, more often than not, if you really analyze the game, they they dog it on defense. Radkowski doesn't do that. Let me say again, leadership, tackling skills, makes the key pass that some people do not see. And biggest thing, defensive contribution. Pound my desk here. Defensive contribution. Big thing. Huge budget charge. Would have to figure out a, a loan deal with Red Bull Lysipeg again. But with me, it wouldn't just be a loan deal. I would say to Red Bull Lysipeg, I would say, I need a purchase option. If I want to, I need a purchase option. So I might I may like Radkowski more than other people, but I'm just giving you the, the lowdown on who I would take. Again, this is Blake Blonsky as GM here. I believe that is all that we have for Into MLS. Let's see here. Marquez, Ellis, Opara talked about that. Okay. And that's what I would do within MLS. Again, th this is not to say, you could probably think, but Blake, you missed a ton here. This is only for out-of-contract players, guys that we can pick, or easier trade options, like Stuff that isn't so much of a headache, uh, to put it simply. Like, again, Nick Beasler, Ike Opara, and Matt Polster. Or, excuse me, Nick Beasler, Matt Polster, uh, Saad Abdul Salam, and uh, Ike Opara. Ike Opara might be the headache. I Ike Opara and Nick Beasler would be the headaches, I think, being to how integrated they are into the team. Nick Beasler, there might be some wiggle room there. With Ike Opari, you might butt heads with Peter Vermees more than you would like, more than I would like being GM. But I'm willing to throw it out there and say, let's talk. Pick up the phone. Let's work a deal out here. Let's see what we can do. And other than that, again, that's what I see. Other than that, if there is someone that I missed, please let me know. 
please email me, blakeglobaldynasty at gmail.com. Comment on the Facebook, on the link that I post about this video or uh, this episode, excuse me. And please say who you would take as GM of Minnesota United. But this is what I would do. Go after Mark Radkowski, Adam Naheim, Nick Beesler, Jose Villarreal, Chance Myers, Saad Abdul Salam, Matt, Pol- Matt Polster, excuse me, Scott Suter, Vitas, Richie Marquez, Kevin Ellis, Ico Par, and Ico Para as the Hail Mary. All right, everybody, that does it for Minnesota United offseason part one into MLS. Those are the MLS players I would take. Who would you take? Let us know. Again, email BlakeGlobalDynasty at gmail.com. Let us know in the comments of the Facebook of when this episode is posted. Part two will be coming at you shortly. Wanted to get this out before tomorrow. Today is Wednesday, December 19th, 2018. Well, that's all I got for now. I tried to keep this as short as possible to have it easier to digest for you. It's the holidays. I know everybody's busy. And I will end this so you can get back to your busy schedule, back to your holiday plans. This is Blake Plonsky. It's been a special edition number 11 of Global Dynasty Sports Talk Radio. And I am out. Peace. Johnny's been skating, now he's on.